and welcome to the Powerfoot Project. I'm B, and this is Kirsty. We are two female coaches passionate about empowering women about their health, well-being, and mindset to become their most confident and powerful selves. In this first episode, we will introduce who we are, what we believe in, and why the Powerful Project exists. We're going to start off with our own personal stories so you get to know us a little bit more. So V, we're going to start with you. What started your journey and made you aware of your health and fitness? I think my journey was quite different to most people that I've talked to. For myself, I've always been a female that has been super small, super skinny, played lots of sport and team sports. And as someone that has always had apps, people would comment on my body and be like, oh, goals, I wish I was looking like you and all those things. But I never felt confident in my own body. And I didn't see what other people were seeing. I was always looking at others and being like, oh, she looks so beautiful. I want to look like her. And whenever I looked in the mirror, I didn't feel anything like that. So I wanted to change my physique. But while I had no knowledge in fitness and all I did was YouTube videos and go for runs, I wasn't realizing that that wasn't really helping who I wanted to become and wasn't really changing the physique into the way that I wanted it to be. Being from a really small town in Germany, my whole school was at the same gym. So going to the gym was just not an option for me. I didn't want to go in there and be judged by everyone, have people in the school talk about me. So I stayed at home, stayed small, continued with running and hit YouTube videos. And it wasn't until moving to Australia and gaining weight as a backpacker, I think about five kilos or something like that, that I really started to hate my body. Looking into the mirror was just horrible. I was literally standing in front of it, picking apart my stomach, like seeing my rolls and seeing how squishy I was and how much cellulite I had. And I hated everything about it. Hated my legs, hated my stomach. And I went back to what I knew, which was HIIT workouts, no carbs and running. So back into the same old cycle. And it didn't stop until I met a girl who loved going to the gym and she took me with her, which was really, really cool. She taught me a few things, a little bit of technique. It was still more so running, going back to the treadmill when she wasn't there with me. And I would always go at random hours so no one else was there. It was around 1 p.m., I think, when there was no staff and usually no people of the public either. So I would just go in, do my little workout, run off. So <laughs> hoping that no one would see me. And I would hate to walk in. There was like a staff room of the PTs. And I was like, hopefully they're not watching me. I go back into my little corner. It was so weird looking back now. My mindset about nutrition was also all over the place. I was going from being skinny and eating whatever I wanted, like five Nutella toasts and not gaining weight <laughs> to this person that all of a sudden gained weight. And it was like my identity had shifted because I was always the one that was like, yeah, yeah, she can't gain weight. She'll always stay small. And I was telling everyone how much shit I eat and that nothing was changing until then it did change. So I was restricting my carbs, not eating chocolate, and then resulted in massive overeating periods where I was just eating everything. And I remember my lunch being like a salad with mango and random stuff that I put together from the fridge. And then I would not even have like a slice of bread with it because I was so scared of carbs and gaining weight again. During that time, I've also labeled everything as good or bad. So while I wasn't eating to fuel my body, I slowly started to enjoy the gym and I started to feel stronger and enjoyed that feeling of getting a little bit more confident in the gym but still not confident enough to book in with that trainer from the gym that I always went to when he wasn't there. He was a male and I just could not think about anything worse because in my opinion, I was like, oh, if I do something wrong, he's going to think I'm stupid. And I didn't realize that he's going to be there to teach me things. 
I always thought he was going to go and judge me. So I just didn't book in with him at all. While I wasn't confident in the gym at all, it has taken a few months and a lot of time to slowly go more by myself. And eventually I did book in with a PT, but I signed up to a new gym as well. She was a female. I didn't do much research. It was part of their signing up offer and it was a horrible experience. So my whole experience from the fitness industry was really weird. I didn't enjoy my session. I twisted my ankle. I couldn't drive home or like I drove home, but my foot was so sore that I really struggled driving with my manual car. And that was just like fitness journey over. I couldn't exercise for a while. I was a bit lost with everything. And the impression that I got when I did open up to a PT was another horrible one as well. Oh my gosh, that's such a roller coaster of a first experience. So what was the turning point that made you change your mind from this like absolutely no idea and terrible experience with PTs? What changed your mind? I eventually realized that I do need to move my body and that I want to do better. And if I was so conscious about going to the gym and so confused about foods and nutrition, surely I'm not the only one. Like I didn't want to feel like an outstanding person that is the only one having all those issues. So I was like talking to friends and realizing other people experiencing the same things. So I wanted to do better and I wanted to gain the knowledge to help people and become the person that I needed when I first started. So originally I studied my personal training certificates just to really better my own knowledge and didn't really think about becoming a PT. My goal was always to become a civil engineer, but that's a topic for another podcast. Totally different industries. (laughs) so once I qualified I realized I still need close to nothing but I really really wanted to help people so I've started booking in with other PTs and learning and going over that fear of being judged I booked in with the online coach I started to learn about macros and how to track food so slowly 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 upskilled learned more and more and specialized in helping females to become their strongest and most confident self because that's exactly what I needed when I started I want everyone to feel empowered and get access to that knowledge that I was missing when I started. Now, it has been a journey for the last four years. It's taken time and I'm a big believer that we will always be a work in progress. But yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. Over to you, Kirsty. How did you get started? Oh, thanks so much for sharing. I really love hearing how people get started on their journey because I think a lot of our clients or people that know us think of us as coaches like, oh, yeah, you just magically turn up that way one day. <laughs> it's definitely not the case. So my fitness journey, kind of same, same, but different to yours, like the other end of the spectrum. So I also started my fitness journey out of a huge insecurity in myself and my body, but mine was the other way around. I thought it was too fat, even though on reflection, I was not at all. (laughs) Of course, I was a teenage girl. But um, when I think back to it on reflection, I used to play a lot of sport, but around year nine, that's kind of when I think it all started. My netball team stopped playing, like the girls thought it was super uncool. So without fitness or sport to connect with, I started becoming really critical of my body because obviously fitness keeps you fit and muscled and healthy. And I started just picking my body apart. It was around that time of self-discovery when you're a teenager, figuring out who you are and who likes you and what group you're in and all that jazz. So I started to think if I was more thin and muscled and beautiful that I would get more attention because I was always quite shy. So I think this started, first of all, my attitude towards nutrition. I started thinking that I was eating too much and it was around the time there was lots of low carb phases. So I thought, okay, cool. I just have to cut out carbohydrates. That's pretty doable. And then start getting skinny. (laughs) So this was when I started, like I would eat two eggs for breakfast. That's it. 
have an apple and tuna for recess, uh, chicken salad for lunch. And then I remember specifically avoiding the dinner my family gave me because I thought it wasn't healthy enough. I think at the time I said I was full, but I mean, I was not eating enough at all. It was super unhealthy and I did lose weight, but I got quote unquote skinny fat. So I had no muscle. I had little arms, but of course there was no definition. So it wasn't what I was looking for. And I had no energy. I had massive brain fog. I was not eating enough to sustain, you know, someone of my age and growing. So it was not a great time. And then of course I went, okay, this isn't working. What do I do now? I'm going to add in running. (laughs) Similar to you, B. I thought, oh yeah, running's going to get me that lean physique that I wanted. And when I used to play netball, I thought, oh yeah, that was what I had. So I started running every day and of course eating the no carbohydrate or low carbohydrate diet and became obsessed. That was my new thing. I couldn't let it go. Like the less I saw results, the more I kept running. And I actually ended up putting a mask on it as a bit of an inspirational thing. I started thinking, oh, I'm going to run a marathon. So I used to go and run longer, longer distances. But the real reason behind it wasn't inspiring at all. It was just because I was insecure in my body and I wanted to be that thin, lean girl that everyone thought was super cool. on reflection at the time I was like I'm so inspirational but it was coming from this hugely deep insecure place so this lasted a while and then of course as you can probably tell it's super unsustainable I started having these really horrible binge eating episodes with really random foods like just plain oats (laughs) or of course chocolate because I love chocolate and now have it daily but at the time I would binge eat it until I felt sick and nauseous and so full that I could barely move and that's just terrible I thought it was normal that I would just eat healthy all week and then on the weekends overeat and be like, okay, that's fine. I'll just go start again on Monday. But that was super unhealthy. And on reflection again, it was a bit of the start of probably an eating disorder, which I don't think is healthy at all. I did not want to go down that path. So generally what happened for quite a few years was this bouncing effect of I would go on some diet or some regime and some exercise regime, usually cardio-based. I would feel thinner for a little bit. And then all of a sudden that huge insecurity come back, I would bounce, I would go into binge eating episodes and start trying the cycle again. And it lasted for ages. Honestly, some of the diets I've done, I would not condone to anyone. I went through (laughs) some of the ridiculous ones were paleo, keto. I've done fruitarian. We just eat fruit. Really stupid. I went from like low carb to fruitarian, (laughs) Uh, no carb at all. And just general low carb, which is the very popular one. And along with all the crazy beliefs that go along with these diets, like certain foods are bad, certain foods are good, all this sort of thing. And they stuck in my mind for quite a long time. At the time, I thought it was helping me get fitter, get better. And I, like I said, I did get a little bit smaller, but on reflection, it was just terrible. I had a terrible relationship with food and my body. And it wasn't only until I started getting some seriously awful side effects that I began to wake up to the fact that this sort of lifestyle was not healthy. In fact, it was way too much cardio, way too much low carb and all the other random diets I was doing. So what started happening was I was getting this huge fatigue, brain fog, headaches, and just general not being able to function. Like people would ask me simple questions. My brain would just go crazy. Nothing was happening. My menstrual cycle was crazy. Like I had no regular cycle. And along with that, all my hormones, like my skin was breaking out. I wasn't seeing an improvement in my fitness and all of my insecurities, my body image were becoming even worse. So I was picking myself apart. So this was kind of my wake up call. And obviously, as you can tell, that wasn't really a healthy attitude at all. So I was kind of, to be honest, at rock bottom 
Yeah, this is crazy. That's such a good story to share though. And it's so funny how we all started with running, thinking that would be the job. <laughs> and then no carbs as well. Such a horrible belief from back in the day. You said there's nothing wrong with running in itself, but Correct. because that was our only focus, it wasn't healthy. We were running for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, but how do you then get from those limiting mindsets and the running into strength training? Well, so at this rock bottom place, it was a blessing and a curse because I because I was experiencing all these side effects and obviously they were kind of, you know, shining a bit of a red light, like check engine light at me. <laughs> I started to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, like what am I doing wrong? Like why am I not seeing the results that I want? So it did spark a big interest in fitness and well-being. It was about the time that I was going to go to uni. So I had to choose something to do. And I, I randomly chose zoology of all things and sports science because I had to do something. But I'm so glad I chose sports science because it started opening me up to this whole world about like science-based, evidence-based practices that you can do for your body and your health and all about the human body, what it needs to actually exist, what it needs to be healthy. And so going from this, like getting all my knowledge from books and the internet to all of a sudden university and science-based practices, it changed my whole attitude. I was starting to learn really correct information like physiology, nutrition, biomechanics, I learned heaps about my body. And along with that, it started giving me a new idea of how to eat and train. So yes, I started going to the gym and started strength training, which was probably the best thing because I pretty much actually, no, not instantly. <laughs> I was going to say instantly fell in love with it. I think I did it for a while. I was a bit here or there inconsistent. Still thought that I wanted to be skinny by cardio. But when I started seeing like little muscles turning up and then I was getting a booty for the first time in my life yeah, <laughs> <love that> <laughs> and people actually commented on it, I think vainly that helped. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, strength training is where it's at. And I started going more to the gym and I started doing the mobility to support it. So I didn't get so sore and stiff. And I still did a little bit of cardio because it's hard to let things go, but I had a much better attitude towards this. Around the same time, I also began to eat a balanced diet. I started eating carbohydrates again. I had energy again. And I mean, it was hard to get some like rid of some of those ideas and thoughts, but every single nutrition lecture was like carbohydrates need to be at least 45 to 65% of your diet. I'm like, they're probably saying that for a reason. <laughs> so I started eating more carbohydrates and good food and it actually made me feel better. So then, of course, I started behaving better. It all went in a bit of an upward spiral. And I was so happy that I found that. Around that same time, I also became really passionate about helping other people. So my university degree was not going to let me coach people. I had to go and get my personal training certifications. I'm glad I did that too, because it kept reinforcing those healthier attitudes towards fitness and nutrition. And around that time, I also started delving more into my mindset. So why I'd been so self-critical in the past and why that was creating all these issues. And I started having more compassion and understanding for myself, which gave this big sigh of relief about why I'm doing what I'm doing. And now I train to eat, uh, eat to feel better rather than just look better. And ironically, I built so much muscle and my body fat naturally came down. I'm really comfortable and happy in my body now. I don't want it to be skinnier. So <laughs> it's a bit of a full circle. But I think it was a big change and it's caused a big awareness as to why I don't want other women to go through that journey. Yeah, this is crazy. I was so scared of building muscle at first mm -hmm. as well. I was scared of growing quads and now I wish I had quads because <laughs> they would help me with my squats. Oh, so actually, much yes, more. that is one thing <laughs> I said in the first year. I did heaps of like deadlifts and hip thrusts, didn't do many squats because of the quads. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, quads are great too. <laughs> So funny. And then zoology and civil engineering and now we're here doing fitness. It's <laughs> yeah, such <right>. a funny <laughs> shift. 
and your mindset has grown so, so much, which is why you're such a great and relatable coach now. But what would you say is the biggest difference from being yourself now compared to before? The biggest difference is definitely how, what I focus on when it comes to training nutrition and mindset. So before it was definitely due to not feeling good enough and feeling insecure about myself and feeling that I need to show up as someone to other people. Whereas now I do it for me. It's definitely for my health, for how I feel in my body and how I believe that helps me show up in the world. Even if I'm not feeling my training session, I focus on how I'm going to feel afterwards rather than, oh, it's going to make me look skinny. And I think that's the biggest difference. And it's created that desire to want to learn more about it so that I can learn more about me and who I am. And that's why this podcast is so exciting. So we know quite a bit about fitness and nutrition and how that helps us and others. I love to keep delving down that journey of women's health and well-being and how far it can get us. I just love this so much and how similar our journeys are, but also how different they are. And this is exactly why we've teamed up because we've experienced similar things and we want to share what we've learned with you guys so you don't have to go through the same issues but you can also feel normal and seen and heard because you're not alone there and do you want to share more about our why and why we've connected and sharing our podcast definitely so the reason we've connected so much and become friends is because of this similar experience we've had but the biggest one is we've been through such a massive journey and it's a self-inflicted journey through health and well-being to get to where we are today and we believe it's not necessary to go through the trenches and get to your <laughs> your rock bottom to feel amazing in yourself. So our purpose and why we're teaming up is to help women work with their bodies rather than against them. So you can feel strong and confident in yourself. This involves empowering you with knowledge to nourish, move and perceive your body through healthy means. We want women to have the knowledge to know how to both transform and shape their bodies because, you know, who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> but also develop the mindset shift to love your body for what it is and continue to work through challenges. Too many women have health issues that are stemmed from not caring for their bodies just because you didn't have the information to help from the beginning. So like most of my problems that ended up turning up were because I didn't have that correct and honest information that would have helped me so much from the start. So I really believe this is going to empower so many women to bypass all those horrible years of damage on themselves and instead start stepping into the most powerful version of themselves. So we are so excited to bring you this podcast and start exploring and sharing topics and ideas. Subscribe to hear more and stay updated when we release a new episode. We'd also love you to share this episode if it resonated with you. Until next time, make sure you put yourself first, keep showing up for you and feel powerful. <laughs> <laughs>